2: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs.
1: Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs?
0: It is your hostess with the fucking mostess, Angel Wallace. Smiles. Oh my goodness. Hi. How are (laughs) you? I'm actually doing really, really, really fucking well. I just feel like the best version of myself, and it's been a long time coming. But sis, now we're here. (laughs) Look, I don't want to chat your ears off too much in this intro because I really am excited for you to listen to this podcast episode. It's with Ellen. Ellen Grandstrand and she is the founder of The Empowered Woman. She has her own podcast. She is a self-sabotage specialist. She specializes in all things binge eating, anxiety, body insecurities and just really the all or nothing mindset and figuring out you know, what past traumas are coming up for you and how are they manifesting? Are they coming up through food or through exercise or through through other forms of self-sabotage? She is the fucking specialist when it comes to that. And I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I will say there is a trigger warning. We talk about binge eating. We talk about eating disorders. We talk about anxiety. This is a big, big conversation. But if you're ready, buckle the fuck in because it is a juicy one I'm so excited if you love it please share it on your social media share it on your stories tag us and feel free to follow us on whatever streaming platform you are listening to this one okay I love you sis and I will chat to you later on bye Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl Podcast. It is your hostess with the fucking most Angel Wallace-Smiles. Oh my goodness, I am so excited because I am joined with the empowered woman herself, Ellen Grandstrand. Hello, how are you, Ellen? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And honestly, we have to pretend that we're not redoing this whole start again because we did just have a recording mishap. But that's okay. We are we are just meeting for the first time, apparently.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't get to really say much that was important. Just that I was in Sweden and it was really cold, and that I I was just going to say that I did. An, um ice bath in the actual ice like in the ocean so that's when it cut out so that's that's all that you missed
0: <laughs> so I actually saw you do this but I saw the video of you coaching I think it was your brother was it
3: yeah 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 so yeah. I've done like I love ice bath like they've honestly changed my life um so when I was in Sweden I was like I, I need to do it in, in a proper actual ocean and see if I can do it and obviously I did. Um, and then um, a, a company in Sweden was very kind to send a ice bath to me. And then my brother, who is just the nicest person in the whole world, who will just do anything that I ask him to do, he committed to doing an ice bath on in our backyard in the snow. And he never done it before, but he's like, oh, fine, you can record it. <laughs> so that was fun as well to be able to um, just show how I would coach someone through it.
0: Mm, That was so interesting. I loved watching that video. And that's already our first chance to plug because if you guys haven't seen Ellen's Instagram, oh my gosh, it's just a ray of sunshine. I love it so much. But how? I'm just going to dive straight in because I have all the questions lighting up in my (laughs) mind. And obviously we're going to intro Ellen, so I should probably do that first. So Ellen, you are the founder of The Empowered Woman. And from what I could get from it, the program is really about using your knowledge and your story and all of the certificates that you've gathered over the last few years to help women, I guess, overcome their anxiety, their binge eating, their self sabotage habits, all those types of challenges that come up and to really help them become the best versions of themselves. Is that kind of the right idea?
3: Yeah, yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, like all things self sabotage um, and it, their name, the empowered woman really came from the The belief that we are held back by a lot of limiting um, patterns, limiting thoughts, limiting behaviors, that we are kind of, you know, giving those things our power. And I wanted to help people take their power back so that they could actually be in control of where their life is going and take the necessary steps to become truly empowered. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. So, and I've been using
0: the word power more and more recently because it is such a just, there's no other way to describe it other than bringing your power back. I love that word so much. And with the podcast, I really love to take my listeners on a story or on a journey, I guess. So, and I'm someone who likes to spoil the ending. So I want (laughs) to start off by knowing, you know, where are we starting our journey and where are we going to end it? So I guess that kind of flips the question back on you. Where did your journey
3: start? And where are you now? So my journey with uh, food and body dysmorphia and kind of when I realized or when I, uh, I guess, started dieting for the first time, started when I was you know, 14, 15 years old. Um, and it, it led me on a 10-year journey with binge eating, anorexia, orthorexia, like, body dysmorphia, extremely low confidence, almost to the point where I wanted to take my own life And now where I live in Bali, I honestly, I just have this incredible trust within myself. And I know that I can, like, I'm so resilient and I've gained so much knowledge throughout my own experiences, but also, of course, from studying, from coaching other people. Um, And yeah, now being able to use all the stuff that I've gone through to help other people heal and help other people overcome these thoughts and beliefs and things that are holding the Mac in life
0: mm, that's so just deep and intense and i love that so much and the relatability factor you have for your clients and even just the people who see your social media is so profound and so i guess with us as you and i go through this journey you know we'll be talking about topics like self-sabotage and body freedom and confidence and all of those things but i guess mm. where i want to start is, is this question is going to come a bit across blunt but it's not so why are you the best person to speak about this? You know, when you go in, through this journey, you, you think, oh, should I go to a PT or a dietitian or a nutritionist? And it's like, oh my God, there's just so many different people. Why do you think that women need to start maybe switching the idea to potentially looking towards mindset coaches or to people like yourself?
3: Well, um, to answer why am I the best person? It's because I have lived through it there is not much that my clients say to me that I haven't been through myself. And I truly do believe that the best coaches, the best teachers are the people who have gone through the most amount of shit, literally. <laughs> um, like even if I look back at like my CrossFit career, like when I first started doing CrossFit, I remember I really struggled to learn how to do a pull-up. And, you know, these incredible gymnasts, like these people who were just naturally really good were trying to teach me and I just, I just couldn't get there. And it wasn't until someone who really also had struggled for years by learning this pull-up that I could finally relate and I could finally understand. And they could give me techniques that no one else thought of. Because mm-hmm. if you haven't actually gone through all the different scenarios and all the different thoughts and feelings and tried and tested everything, then you're not like your toolkit isn't gonna be as big as someone who has worked for years and years and years and years on improving that one thing um so that's I think what makes me so incredibly um relatable and I'm gonna say really good as a coach as well um because my clients can relate so much to what I'm saying and like every single day I get messages like you're in my head or like how the hell did you know I thought that (laughs) Um, it's because I've been there like I know how it works I know what's going on and I always say like before even before I studied everything that I've studied now I have always been coaching this way and I've always kind of worked through things in this way so it it really just was the last tick of approval that I needed to be like yeah like do you're meant to be doing this Mm,
0: I love that and I can already tell by the way that you talk you can feel it you know when you speak to someone you can feel the passion that's how Mm. that's how I receive that from you so I love that so much and I'm ready to jump into the actual fucking questions are you ready (laughs) let's do it let's do it okay so I thought I'd start off with I guess Mm -hmm. the the bigger topic of binge eating and I this kind of came to my mind because it is new year's and I've been getting a few dms about people jumping into the whole idea of restriction and they think that it's a good idea to achieve their goals through restriction and potentially for some of the listeners who are tuning in a goal of theirs might be to finally tackle their binge eating and Mm. they have this idea that it's a good idea to tackle their binge eating through restriction What is your view on that, Ellen? I know you posted about this a little while ago and I saw it and I thought it's such an interesting topic to think about binge eating and to think about Mm -hmm. control and to think that we have to control binge eating through restriction. What do you have to say about that?
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's honestly the, so the thing with binge eating and really any self-sabotaging behavior. So we kind of have to look at it as that's what we can see. That's the behavior that is above the surface, if you like. Like the Titanic didn't crash because of the little iceberg that they could see. It sunk because of everything that was going on beneath the surface. And it's the same thing that goes when it comes to things like binge eating, when it comes to all nothing mindset, when it comes to basically all things self-sabotage, that we see that you spend hours on the dating apps. We see that you spend hours scrolling. We see that you're binge eating. But why? And the easy fix is here like, oh, just delete the app. Just don't go on your phone. Just don't eat. Just go on a restricted plan. Yeah, sure. That's going to work for a few months, a few weeks, maybe. But it's, but it's basically just putting like a Band-Aid on a bleeding wound. Mm. You haven't fixed the actual problem. You've only fixed this, the, what you can see on the surface. And this is where I see so many people go wrong. And it was really, really frustrates me as someone who is... is like I specifically work with binge eating clients when these clients go to, for example, like a nutrition coach because the nutrition coach might've struggled a bit with binge eating and then they're like, well, flexible dieting helped me and it fixed everything or macro tracking or meal plans. Yeah, okay, but what happens when we take that away? Mm. Because if you then fall back to your binge eating behavior, did that meal plan actually fix it? Or was it just a band-aid that held the wound together until you took the band-aid off and it started bleeding again? and probably was even worse than when you first started working with that coach. So if you are someone who struggles with binge eating, the fix isn't to get a nutrition plan. The fix is to do the deeper level mindset work and I would say preferably work with someone who is also educated around nutrition that can help you, you know, look at your diet. Because yes, a big part of the recovery is also understanding how much you should be eating. Like, are you under eating? Are you fueling your body? Like, are you training all the time, but you're not eating? Well, of course you're going to mention. Are you skipping meals? Are you eating enough protein? You know, I'm not a big fan of strict diets, but I still help my clients understand how much they should be having to you know, improve there to really progress in this recovery. Because if you're not eating enough food, it's, there's not going to be any mindset work in the world that's going to fix that. You need to look at both uh, both sides here. So you need to look at the nutrition. You need to look at the mindset. You need to look at the sleep. You need to look at the training. Like this, it's everything. And there, that's, I think, where I have such a big advantage as a coach that I did work as a sports nutritionist for four years before I even started doing the mindset work. working.
0: Mm, so you're saying that the binge eating is linked to the self-sabotage, which is linked to just something, not something, but sorry, a multitude of different inner reasons. So it could be trauma, it could be just different challenges that people have faced in their life. And it's almost, you have to un- unravel the the layers, I guess is what you're saying.
3: Yeah, 100%. So if we're just going to break it down, like, let's say that you binge when you you might have started being shitting three years ago. Okay, what happened three years ago? Maybe you were going through a breakup. That made you really sad. That made you really anxious. That made you feel like, shit, no one's going to love me. I'm abandoned. It made you feel absolutely awful. And what did you do? Well, you ate food because no one really likes. No one likes feeling like shit. No one likes feeling sad. And most of us have not been taught to feel our feelings. Most of us have not been taught to self-soothe. You, know, you just look back at when you were a little child and you cried mom was probably like oh stop crying it's okay don't don't cry don't be angry be be quiet so of course we don't know how to deal with these feelings and they are they can feel quite heavy if we don't understand that feelings do just pass through the body they not never stay forever they just pass so if we then four years ago used food as a coping mechanism to deal with the sadness and we did that enough times what happens in our brains is that we create this new neural pathway in the brain where we Uh, neurons fire together they start wiring together to create a shortcut in the brain to say that okay well every time we have this intense feeling of sadness anxiety grief whatever you're going through the solution is binge eating the solution is food because it gives us that temporary relief where we don't have to feel sad anymore because we're thinking about the food because we're getting dopamine we're getting we feel good for the moment and when we've done that enough times that becomes the habit there, that your brain is like okay she's done this 50 times now it must mean that it's something that she needs to do for survival let's create this neural pathway the shortcut so we can free up energy to think of other things that we can do throughout the day that are more important that are actually stressful and life threatening events so then now 4 years later that might not just be when you're sad. It might be when you're going through, you're getting angry about something. It might be when you get stressed. It might be when you get an angry email from your boss. It might be when you see someone you don't like on Instagram. It might be when you're driving home from work and you're tired. You know, it bleeds into a lot of other areas. And this is what people don't understand that, yes, you might have started off as, you know, you might have started when you were really, really going for something really heavy. But because you have created a habit that's bled into so many different areas now, it might feel like it is just a habitual thing. But if we look at look at it and really go deep, we see that it does trigger some form of belief inside of us, some form of trauma that our bodies are still holding on to. And the way that our bodies know how to deal with it is to eat. Sorry, that was a big ramble.
0: <laughs> no, whenever you talk, I'm like, where's the mic? Re- makes the mic to drop. I can't drop this <laughs> mic, but like I'll drop another <laughs> mic. Um, no, but I, I really appreciate what you're saying. And I guess I'm a very visual person. So when I think about it, right, you have mm. binge eating and you're at a crossroads. You can either go down the quote unquote easier path, which in your mind, your mind is telling you is binge eating. But in, in the long term, it's the more treacherous, you know, difficult path or to your left, you've got feeling your feelings, which your mind is like, no, that's too difficult. That's too intense, but the long road, that's the better path. So you hear people say, you know, soothe your feelings, feel your feelings. What does that actually mean? How do we actually sit in our feelings? Do I sit in the corner? Do I meditate? Like, what do I actually do? (laughs)
3: Look, this is one of the hardest things ever. And I'm going to be completely honest. I still struggle with this. I think that every single person in, that I know does struggle because we have been trained our whole lives to not feel our feelings, mm. to only feel happiness, to only feel fulfilled when we are hardworking or when we're excited or productive or, you know, you know, going like happy, happy things, basically. And that's not what being a human is about. Being a human is about feeling all the feelings, being on both sides of the spectrum of having that duality. So feeling your feelings, yeah, it's freaking hard. And I guess what it means is to, whenever that feeling comes up, so the anger, the sadness, the grief, you know, stress, whatever is coming, kind of just allowing yourself to, okay, what is it going on right now? And what really helps me is to also be able to pinpoint in my body, okay, well, I can I can feel a lot of anxiety in my chest right now, or mm. I feel a lot of worry in my stomach, or I feel a lot of stress in my neck or my shoulders. And being able to understand where it is sitting in your body, and then breathing through it, seeing what comes up, I? do I need to cry? Do I need to give my pet a hug? Do I need to scream into the pillow? Do I need to run or whatever it is? Because what happens when a feeling gets stuck is that, you know, you it's like you're just building on top of that. You just suppress more and suppress more and suppress more and suppress more. And, suppress more. and then all of a sudden something will happen and you just explode. Mm. And this is where we see people, you know, have, get super crazy freaking angry about your partner forgetting to get the milk from the shops, even though that wasn't even a big thing, but it was just the last straw that broke the camel's back. It was just... But if we can allow ourselves to constantly feel what's coming up, we're not gonna have those huge ups and downs. Um, And it it is scary, 100%, I get that. And I remember when um, I lost my dad five years ago, I literally spent like, yeah, five years ago, um, like two years literally just suppressing, numbing myself, doing everything I could to not feel anything. because I was so afraid that if I would allow myself to cry, I would never be happy again. Mm. And nothing lasts forever. Happiness doesn't last forever. Sadness doesn't last forever. It just rinses over you like a wave. And the more you fight it, the longer it's going to stay. But if you can just allow it to move through your body, it's going to, you know, you're going to feel so much more happy and content and peaceful. Mm, it's so interesting when you
0: say where is the feeling based I remember the first time somebody asked that to me and I said what do you mean it's in my body it's it's I just feel it and it is so real when you actually step out of your ego for a second take that step back and go okay where is the actual feeling you can you can pinpoint it and you can start Mm. to feel where it's it's bouldering up and you know I really appreciate what you say and I I want to bring it back to self-sabotage I had a really interesting question literally at lunchtime in the Facebook community for you and she said how do we begin to recognize in the moment when you're self-sabotaging she said I feel like it happens but I don't realize it until later on or I didn't realize it was self-sabotage until after it happens has that mm-hmm. do, do you understand what I'm saying with that or what mm-hmm. this lady's saying with that
3: yeah 100% so to explain this I want to explain the the two minds that we have so we have the okay. subconscious mind that is the responsible for our beliefs our habits our reactions basically the autopilot. So what your client is describing here, that she just, all of a sudden she's just doing it and she just doesn't understand what she's doing it until she's actually there or maybe even after. And this is especially like something people with binge eating, for example, really struggle with that it's almost like they're having an auto body experience and like, I know I'm doing it, but I just I can't stop myself. Or like after, like the only way they know what they've eaten is because they look at the wrappers. Otherwise they have no idea. And this is because they're truly just existing in that subconscious mind. It's not actually you. It's it's you acting as a version of you that you've trained yourself to be because that's who you thought that you had to be at the time when you started this behavior. And it's just become a habit. So what she's noticing after is that she is in her conscious mind, which is the mind that's responsible for our rational thinking, you know, Ethic ethics for example and right and wrong and good and bad and um that's when she's noticing oh shit like i did again oh my god i didn't even notice i was doing it so
1: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress
0: uh it's a it's a t-shirt
1: until you tried it on same goes for your health care
2: Yeah this is this is what's
3: happening that she is going from being in her subconscious mind and to to being in her conscious mind and like this isn't a bad thing at all like most of us are 90 95% in that subconscious mind but this is why we need to become so much more aware of of our thoughts and of our behaviors so that we can start making our subconscious mind work for us and actually do engaging behaviors that are serving us engage in you know patterns that are enhancing our lives and not things like binge eating or all and laughing mindset or perfectionism or people pleasing or you know whatever it is uh, for you. Um, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> no, that's okay. No, so
0: that makes a lot of sense. So what she's saying is that she she's self-sabotaging. So she's living in mm. that subconscious mind. And then it comes to later when she's potentially more conscious and she's realizing, oh my gosh, I was self-sabotaging. So it's almost asking how does she realize it in the moment or how can yes. she, yeah, prevent that? Or I'm, yeah. Yes,
3: yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so... um when you're in especially if you're binge eating there's not really anything you can do in that particular moment because you are hyper focused on that specific food it's you know your adrenaline is shot through the roof your dopamine is shot through the roof you become like it feels like you have to eat that thing otherwise the world is going to end so with that it I don't know if that's exactly how she's experienced it or maybe she's just like mindlessly snacking either way the key thing here is to first of all let like, go of that guilt because the guilt is really just keeping you stuck. The guilt is just reinforcing to your brain that this is something we need to remember. She thinks about it all the time. means that it's something that we need to remember what to do. And then the second part of that is also, okay, you're feeling so guilty, you're feeling crap. Well, what's the easiest way to make yourself feel good again? Eat. Mm-hmm. So then you go and look for other things to self-soothe. And that's usually is food. And then you just get stuck in that gift because then you feel more guilty. And then you have need a bigger release of dopamine. And then you feel more guilty again. And just you get stuck in that cycle. So what she needs to do is she needs to, after this has happened, she needs to be like, okay, what just happened? Okay, that happened. Can I look at this as what actually just happened? That I just ate some extra food. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything bad. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't put anyone in jail. I just had some extra food. Okay, cool. Well, what can I do now to move forward? Like, what is it that my body needs right now? How can I show myself compassion that, okay, I had some extra food. How can I now move on with my day? What do I actually need right now? And the more we can do this, the more we can learn to become aware of our thoughts and of our behaviors, the faster we're going to be able to stop this. And also... It's a really good idea to backtrack when it comes to things like this to see like, okay, well, what happened before I started snacking or binging? What Did I eat enough food? Did I have a fight with my partner? Did, were my kids little assholes running around? Like, what was it that triggered this event? Why was I snacking? And okay, well, if I can pinpoint the trigger here, what can I do for the next time this happens? So create a little bit of a plan for next time you're going through that thing.
0: Mm. And I I saw there that you chatted a bit about guilt and shame. And those feelings can be so crippling and so paralyzing, especially when it comes to self-sabotage and binge and all of the things that are kind of in that category. Often I hear, and this is from more friends um, rather than clients, but you know, you hear the thing of, well, I feel like a burden. I feel that me talking about this and then that's where the guilt almost continues and we create this guilt cycle. Do you, have you ever had potentially clients or there might be even listeners who just feel like when they talk about their self-sabotage or their binge or whatever they're experiencing in relation to this, that they're talking too much and they're being a burden to others?
3: Yeah. 100% and this is what that voice is trying to do as well Mm. this is why addictions are so hard to get over because that addiction part will just try and convince you that you don't need anyone else and that no one else is going through this everyone's gonna think you're a burden everyone's gonna think you're weird no one's gonna understand you and this is why people get stuck like they don't want to talk about their feelings they don't want to talk about what's actually going on in their minds and this is just cutting them off even more from what they actually need, which is connection to other people and coming up with all of these ideas to try and protect that identity, trying to protect that addiction as to why you shouldn't come to go to that party, why you shouldn't tell your friends, why you just need to be alone, and why you don't want anyone else. And sometimes, so I love CBT, but I also love um, acceptance and commitment therapy because it is so much more pushing towards uh um finding like moving forward to create a life that you want. So accepting what's in within your control and accepting that, okay, well, I can have these thoughts, I can hear it, I that's okay, I can feel the guilt, but I can still choose to move forward towards the life that I want. I can still choose, like I can hear that I I'm a terrible person and I feel guilty and I'm fat and this and that, I can still go to the party. I can still take myself to the gym. I can still wear the shorts. And, you know, the more we do this, the more we do the opposite of what that voice is telling us, the smaller that voice is going to get and the less power it's going to have over us. Mm, And it circles
0: back to power. Hey, the word power just continues
3: to circle (laughs) back because, you know, we
0: give, we give that word to everyone else. We give it to the little voice inside of us. We give it to, you know, the, the people who were, you know, causing that initial pain Mm. and it is about reeling that ship back in towards you and holding it tight. And so if there is someone listening who they just feel they are alone or they feel like they need to talk to someone about this Mm. is Is the Empowered Woman, is that the best place to start?
3: Well, yes. (laughs) Well, um, like 100% reach out to help or for help to someone with someone like I – please just make sure that this person is qualified because unfortunately there are going to be a lot a lot a lot of nutrition coaches and pts who mean well like i'm not saying that it, most of us in this industry we do mean well and we want our clients best but sometimes it, it's yeah it's not going to be the best thing for you if you are struggling with binge eating anxiety um all nothing mindset people pleasing, like. You have to remember that a nutrition coach is a nutrition coach. Mm-hmm. So the Empowered Woman, we have two options. So we have the group option where you get to have you know, calls in the group chat, and you do get the education hub where it gets weekly educational modules on everything from neuroscience or intuitive eating to shadow work to you know the conscious mind, habit change, every like self-sabotaging, basically everything that you need. Um, And then we also have the one-on-one option, which is obviously a bit more intense and a bit more one-on-one time with me with calls and WhatsApp access and stuff. So it really just depends on what you feel like you need. Um, But I mean, 100% open up. And if you can't afford a coach, if you're not in the position to have a coach right now, open up to your closest friends and family because a lot of the times like this is a goal of money of my girls that they want to be able to do that and once they finally do they just become so much closer to that person and being vulnerable with someone else really just opens up that opportunity for them to be vulnerable with us and like, when have you ever been vulnerable with someone and they pushed you away and that ruined their relationship? Like, that doesn't happen. If it happens, that person is a shit person.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's I have often found it's the assumptions we hold of others. So I know yeah. for myself personally, you know, we have the assumption of, well, if I open up, what's mm. that going to mean And and how are they going to hold that for me? And this is embarrassing. They're going to think, you know, less of me and all of that. But I yeah. often have found, you know, you being more vulnerable actually allows that person to think higher of you and it actually creates this this deep level between you both where that person also then feels empowered lol the fucking word <laughs> empowered to reach into and, and to reciprocate and to share potentially something that they've been dealing with so often I like to think about it of yes you know you sharing is a great lesson for you and a great ability for you but also what are you doing for the other person and what
3: are you creating mm-hmm. for the both of you that's so exciting Yeah, exactly. And like, we don't want to be friends with people because they're perfect. Like we're friends with them because we can relate to something in them. And, you know, most of the times when we make a friend, it's because our inner child kind of see each other and we can connect because we have similar wounds and it kind of complements the other person. And so that's really how we connect with each other. We don't connect with the people who are on stage who are absolutely perfect and there's nothing wrong with them. Like those are just imaginary people (laughs) so be vulnerable with your friends and open up and even like stop with the mind reading you are not a freaking fortune teller you don't have a crystal ball you have no idea what they're thinking give them the chance to be the kind of friend that they probably are Mm, I love that stop being the fucking
0: mind reader I (laughs) love that now I want to know as we wrap up Ellen you're back in Bali what does life look for you like at the moment
3: yeah so um, like do you mean like a day-to-day basis? Yeah what's, do you what's mean going anything on? Anything coming up in the future? Yeah
0: <laughs> I want to know is can we, can we get any teas on anything before we wrap up is there anything that you want to kind of chat about?
3: Um. Well this year I'm gonna move in a lot more to more like podcasts more speaking events more workshops so I mean if that's any if anyone that wants to book me for a workshop please reach out <laughs> um so yeah I'm taking a big step like I've already been doing a lot of that but that's something that I really really want to push uh, for next year because I think that it'll just help me impact even more people um the empowered woman's always growing we're always you know, like I'm always trying to in- uh, add more uh, educational modules and find ways to reach more people Um, And I'm also at the moment finishing my uh, qualification in acceptance and commitment therapy. So I'll be launching a new uh, beta round in that as well for people who want to join. So yeah, there's loads of different things happening. Um, We've got the special coaches hub as well for coaches who just want to learn from me without committing to coaching. And yeah, this is loads of different things.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. And oh my gosh, if you're listening and you want Ellen for a workshop, please get her. She is (laughs) incredible. We've had like 40 minutes together and I'm like, a bit in or a bit starstruck I love this so much
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well I love this so much I feel like a conversation honestly you can just ramble forever can't you about these topics I feel like yeah you can just honestly on on. I'm just like ah <laughs> this, this <laughs> so, is
3: my type of uh, like paradise
0: <laughs> so if people want more of you if they were like oh my gosh you've opened the rabbit hole of questions that I have should they listen to the podcast is that the best place to start maybe Instagram where are we sending them
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely go to the Instagram, my Instagram profile. Like I do post basically every day. I try to, I'm very big on educational content. So um, yeah, there'll be loads of loads of educational content in there. And that's also where you can find, you know, my business page where you can find my podcast, um, you know, any upcoming programs, prices, releases, everything is on there. So yeah, if you want to work with me, if you like what I've said in this podcast, just go there. You'll find everything there.
0: Yes, I'll pop all the links and things in the show notes of this episode, wherever you are listening to it. But other than that, thank you so much, Ellen. This episode has been so lovely. And oh, I just cannot wait to see you in the future on stages and all those types of things.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. It was uh, fun. I've never, it's different episodes to what I've done in the past, like with more like questions. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. I love that
0: yeah honestly with my guests i want to just pick their brains if i've got an expert on my get on my roster i'm like girls we need to be picking their brains don't worry i've got your back to all my listeners i got your back i know all the questions (laughs) we need to be asking so yeah it's it's definitely fun for me as well when all the listeners ask and i get to kind of take the juice as well and go oh i wish i knew that too so yeah Yeah, yeah. the best of both worlds i get to look after my own back as well amazing amazing well uh until next time everyone i hope you have a beautiful day and if you haven't done something for yourself please do you fucking deserve it and we will see you in the next episode
2: bye
1: bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more